It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to a Celtic state of mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and today I am delighted to be joined all the way from Budapest by Kevin McCluskey. We welcome Celtic supporters from all over the globe, Kevin, and contributors as well. Celtic versus Kilmarnock, the team which has beaten us twice this season, both away from home. Um, how do you think we will fare today? We are going to be sticking to that attacking shape that we saw against St Mirren last week, Kev. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy to see that, to be fair. Um, now, I'll be honest with everyone, I did miss the game last weekend because I was away at something. Um, but I've seen the highlights, so I might not have caught it all live, but I've seen the highlights, uh, and I know that only gives you like a, a snippet, a section of the game. But from what I saw of that, uh, that change in formation seemed to make a bit of a difference. Not a massive difference, but we scored a couple of goals... Um, we'd done it earlier on in games. We didn't have to rely uh, on penalties last weekend for it. So there's definite signs uh, of encouragement from that yeah. change. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out um, today in a full game. I reckon, I reckon we've got a really good chance again today, to be fair. Kilmarnock like, give us difficult games at Rugby Park. And I think it's largely down to that surface. Now, it's <laughs> never an easy venue to go to. Um, as we've discovered but at home we seem to have a pretty decent record against them we won 3-1 earlier on in the season we played some pretty decent football in that game I know we had Hatati in the midfield and he's a miss but let's start the show on a positive note at least and then take it from there I think we've got a pretty decent chance again of getting the result today and if we do it puts that wee bit extra pressure on that other lot going into their game tomorrow afternoon and quite frankly that's what we should be aiming to do right now. That's that's the number one focus, I think, for us. Absolutely. I think there's been a lot made of 
almost you know Celtic thrown away, an unassailable lead at the top. And part of that narrative, Kev, is to say, look how great Rangers are, look how great they've been doing. And I think it was quite interesting yesterday, Brendan Rodgers saying that you know he's been at clubs who have been obviously involved in derbies elsewhere uh, with previous clubs. And it's okay for the narrative to be that both club, clubs are doing well. But up here in Glasgow, um, if one's doing well, the other one can't be doing well. Celtic are sitting top of the league and uh, not joint top because if the league was to stop right now, Celtic would win it. Just to point that out because that seems to have been missed as well. And um, I think uh, also there's there's massive, I think there's massive games to play that if you're going to win this league, you've got to step up and show that you are capable of doing it. One of them, I guess, is when you're given the opportunity, Kev, to go top of the league. And it's all about a mentality then, isn't it? Can you do it? We talk about momentum swings. We keep hearing about momentum swings, right? Well, if you can do it, you've not done it yet. Or when you come up against Celtic, the the, the champions, the reigning champions in the derby games, if you're going to do it, these are the games you've got to do it in. And they've not done it this season. Um, over two different managerial tenures as well. So I think that the, the Brendan Rodgers bullishness that we've seen returning to the four in the last few weeks should continue between now and the end of the season, Kev. I think he's a much better beast uh, when he feels maybe as if he's a wee bit on the back foot. Yeah, he seems to have that um, siege mentality about him at times. And we have seen it when it comes to the big games. He generally comes out on top. right? And you mentioned there, there's been two Glasgow derbies so far this season, and we've won them both. We've won them both with makeshift defences that haven't had Cameron Carter-Vickers in them, and we've had to reshuffle during the game. We've... Um, when it mattered, or when it has mattered so far domestically, we have come out with the results. Uh, and that's something that, you know, Rangers haven't done. They haven't done it consistently for the last few seasons. So there's no point in us kind of sitting here just now counting our chickens on that one. We've got to go out and win the games. But I think history has proven that we do have it in us to do it. And let's hope we can. There's also nothing wrong in us highlighting that over the past month or so, the performance level has dropped and it's been pretty turgid football and, and difficult to watch but to, to counter that one as well we've come through it we've really only dropped points against Aberdeen despite all that we are now looking to be a wee bit more offensive minded in the way we're playing and maybe this is what Brendan has been trying to build us towards all season he's now finally got in Ida up front maybe doesn't trust O to be his a starting striker, but now he's got Ida. As soon as he's done that, he's in the team. Kyogo hasn't really dropped out. There is a change of shape that accommodates two forwards. Maybe we're beginning to see something of what you see Rogers has been trying to build towards all season. And if we have, if we are, then you'd like to think the results will, excuse me, the results will continue to follow. Um, and yeah, we're the ones that are still to get knocked off that perch. And let's hope it doesn't happen. No, you're right. And again, when you're talking about the way that uh, I think we discussed this on the Celtic bulletins and the match day bulletins, Zach, some daily shows, Kev, you know, instantly because you might be picking up on certain things that aren't going so well um, or certain performances that you think uh, aren't at the level that they should be at, that can't be viewed as, as a fan base panicking. I mean, we've got concerns. I mean, even when, you know, Ange Postecoglou, there's the klaxon. Even when he was at the club, 
you watch some of the post-match games and you're critical. You're critical of the performance. You're critical of individual players. You're critical of the gaffer as well. You know, these things, I think, um, get overly focused on and it's almost as if, oh, we're, we're losing our minds here. No, it's not that at all. I think that, and I said this over the last couple of days, I just think Celtic fans, certainly on our comment section, are not, they're not afraid to hear their views, Kev. And if their views are that we're not playing that well or an individual should be dropped or the, the recruitment team um, should be reshuffled or, or the head of recruitment shouldn't be at a club, you're not panicking. You're making you know measured and balanced observations. Flip side to that is just you wait for their sticky patch and we'll see who's panicking then because we know how the reaction is when Rangers aren't doing well. We know how their fan base reacts. So, you know, bring it on is, is, I guess, my view on this. Now, obviously, going into every single game, we've all got a view on how we should line up, what's the predicted 11, will the shape change? I didn't think, Kev, that Brennan Rodgers would have stuck to the new shape. I'm going to call it the new shape because we're pretty stringently stuck to the 4-3-3 uh, all season. And then, obviously, last week against St Mirren, he changed that up. He found a way of getting Kyogo and Ida in the same team. Kyogo, I thought, played with more of a freedom. He was able to, you know, make the runs from deep, timed them perfectly, you know, finding pockets of space, which he's brilliant at. And I think what we've seen from Ida, although he wasn't as involved in the game, was a player who's able to hold the ball up for a big, tall guy. Ball sticks them. You know, he's like Samaras in that respect. Yeah. The ball sticks them. Yakamakis was brilliant at that as well. You could just loft the ball into space. You knew he was going to bring it down hold on to it, use his strength, and then obviously someone would uh, run into space. So he's, he's looked at that. I would have liked him to do it today, but I'm surprised he has. I thought he was going to go back to the tried and tested. Yeah, uh, we've been speaking all season about system changes that he could make. Uh, and it gets to the point where, for me, I was I was almost wanting to stop engaging in that conversation because I thought he's never going to change. He's never moving away from four three three. Seems to be stuck in that system. Um, but it has been that arrival of Ida or Ida. I'm, I'll get his pronunciation right at some point. But it's been his arrival that's brought that change around. Um, we'd seen earlier on in the season that Kyogo's best performances this season outside of the two Glasgow derbies, have been in games where O's been up with him and he's dropped deep and he's been given a wee bit more freedom. So this is where I think maybe Rodgers doesn't trust O to be a starting striker, but he's now finally got someone in that he does and it's allowing him to play Kyogo in a way that he feels he can get the most out of him. Um, and I've been impressed by Ida in the, the couple of games I've seen him. Um, listen, anyone in a Celtic jersey that can score a penalty gets a big tick in my book because we find that a difficult trait to find. And then, like you say, against St Mirren, from what I saw in the highlights, it was every ball that came to him, he was flicking it on, he was holding it up. I hadn't quite put the Samaras connection in there, but I love that one. Anything, Any conversation about Samaras and I'm there. Um, but he, he looked he looked really good. Like in, and he was becoming a focal point of the attack already after just a couple of games. He's bringing players into the game. So long may that continue as well. Um, am I surprised that he's done it again in this game a little bit? But as I say, maybe this is just what he's actually been gearing towards. He's wanting to play this four-two-three-one, which I think he used predominantly at Leicester mm -hmm. when he was there. So you know, maybe this is a slow evolution into the team that Brendan Rodgers actually wants us to become. 
Yeah, I hope so, Kev. I really do. Now, Kev, uh, Celtic follower, rather. I thought Bernardo would get a start today, but nope. I did uh, mention earlier a water. Um, suppose having O on the bench, we might as well play Kyogo and Ida together. It was uh, pleasantly surprised, really, Celtic follower, when um, I seen the team and Kyogo and Ida were both in. I didn't think Brendan would have gone for that. I would have done. I definitely would have done. But if we were playing with the midfield three, Kev, I had suggested that it was time maybe to bring in Tomoki Awata, um, who, bizarrely enough, I was looking at the uh, minutes that he's actually played in the last 13 months since becoming a Celtic player, if you accumulate the minutes together, he's played 12 games of football. And I think that, you know, that's that's shocking. That's really stark when you look at it. It's something like 1,083 minutes. And um, every time he's played, I don't I don't think he's had a, a right good crack at it um, in his favoured position. When he got a run last season, he tended to get pushed into the centre-back uh, position because of the injuries and Kobayashi wasn't up to the task. And then in the preseason, he had to play right back, if you'll remember, um, when we were playing our preseason games. Don't think he played particularly badly at right back. He even had a few overlaps uh, and crosses. But I would like to see at some point um, Tomoko Iwata coming in as a defensive mid-Kev to give, I guess, McGregor and O'Reilly the freedom that, um, you know, when they're playing with that freedom, I think McGregor's an eight. People will disagree with me all day long, says a six. I'm going old school with the numbers, by the way, if you remember that a three was a left back. And when you read a team out, it would be Hart, Ralston, Taylor. You don't do that now. You know, it's always Hart, Ralston, centre-backs, Taylor. But anyway, um, and I think the 10 rule would, would suit uh, O'Reilly, you know, in this team. But because we've, we've obviously cut back on the on the midfield area, um, Kyogo's playing more like a 10, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he is in this system. Um, yeah, when I saw your tweet earlier on with the team, and when I got down to seeing Iwata, I just literally rice smiled to myself and thought, Paul, that's never happening, mate. Never. My Iwata is your Haksabanovich, mate. You know, you take a liking right. a certain oh, player. You're right. <laughs> yes, and you just, you, you can't see anything against them. And you know, I, I like I like Iwata, and I would have him in my team. But I just thought there's no way that he's going to be in Brendan's team because he's never kicked it. He's never kicked a ball from Brendan's never given him the chance to kick a ball. He's the only midfielder that hasn't had a run in the team when we've been looking to replace Hatati when yeah. throughout all his injuries. And I, I don't personally I don't understand it. I think one thing that this team is crying out for is a number six. McGregor worked as a number six under Ange because he was a deep line playmaker rather than that traditional six. Uh, in this system, we need a six. We need someone that's a bit more physical, athletic, does the wee bit defensive dirty work and then gives it to a McGregor or O'Reilly or a Hitati to play. And Iwata is the one in the squad that fits the bill for me. So we either play him or we go and sign a six and replace him. At the moment, it, I've got so much sympathy for him because any time he's come in and played, he's done brilliantly. Uh, I'll always talk back about that game against Rangers last season, the 3-2 game, when we virtually win the league. He shows up in the midfield and wins us the game. He's a he's a really good player. I can't understand why he doesn't get a, a look in, but hey, I don't pick the team. Um, but maybe one day he will. But yeah, the, the way that we've got it just now, and if we had a six, Yarfin Callum McGregor up to dominate games again like he, he did last season, you are giving freedom to somebody to be in the 10, whether it's O'Reilly, who I think can do it, Atati when he comes back, or Kyogo. I think it would just give us more balance. So, 
Yeah, maybe one day, maybe in the summer, we'll get that six that we need. I know, and, and when I mentioned it, yeah, when I mentioned it, Kev, a lot of the people come, came in saying, you know, that um, he lacks the physicality. I don't think he does. I think that's one of his best assets. The strength. I think that's know, an underrated asset in his game, yeah. actually. Because mm-hmm. he's he's one of the few that's over six foot tall, which I don't think he looks at at first sight. But, you know, apparently he is. He's definitely not scared of a physical battle and confrontation. He, he puts himself about. Um, and as much as I love Callum McGregor, and he does get stuck in a bit, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. That's not his game. And it's, 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 if he has a weakness in his game, it's that. And that's the water's biggest strength. Yeah, he's got the upper body strength, without a doubt. Paddy Lavery, afternoon to you as well. Look at that picture. Look at that picture. That was uh, last Friday night uh, when we went over to Belfast. In the middle, you'll see John Hughes there. As well, Paddy, an absolute pleasure to, to see you again, pal. Taylor is back. James Cormack, you're right. Let's go through the teams then. Celtic line up as follows. Joe Hart and goals with uh, Tony Ralston at right back and Greg Taylor at left back. Welsh and Scales are your central defensive partnership. You've then got O'Reilly and McGregor playing um, as your middle two. Maeda and Palmer on the wings. Furuhashi uh, playing probably a deeper forward role. And Ida up top as your focal point on the bench. You've got Kuhn, Nicholas Kuhn, Yang back from the Asian Cup, Novroski uh, still being kept out the side by Stephen Welsh. You've got Big O as well coming back from the Asian Cup. Awata, the the um, lesser seen Tomoki Awata. Bernabe drops to the bench. Uh, Bernardo, who's lost his jersey. You've got Bain, backup goalie, and also Daniel Kelly. Retains his place on the bench. There's not a space in there for Rocco Vata. Kilmarnock lineup is Dennis, Mayo, Wright, Findlay, Excel, Armstrong, Polworth, Donnelly, Ndaba, Kennedy, Vassell, and Watkins. If we're talking head to heads, I think there's one that really jumps out, and that's Armstrong against Taylor Kev. Yeah, um, Armstrong, I thought, was very impressive the last time we played them up at Rugby Park in the Cup game. That second half. Um, when they as a team actually came out and showed a lot more fight and spirit and team unity than we did, um, he was the one that really stood out. He gave Taylor a really tough game. Um, I think he got man of the match and he deserved it. In saying that as well, there's that second goal where Taylor somehow finds himself in the number 10 position and can't track back. So he didn't do himself any favours. Um, I think today it's a different game because we're at home. Uh I mean, you'd like to think we'll be, again, more in the front foot, but able to control the game a little bit more than we did last time. But in terms of that battle, it will be one to watch. And I'd like to hope that Taylor's learned a lesson 
and he's maybe not so gung-ho in this game and holds off a wee bit because yeah, Armstrong's a guy that can cause, cause us problems, so we need to uh, keep him as quiet as we possibly can. I was reading through our very own James McKenzie's pre-match blogs, find them at Axon.net. He was talking about the performance of Stephen Welsh last week, um, an academy graduate, of course, as is Tony Ralston at right-back, Kev, making his 100th appearance. And it's been quite a journey for Tony, isn't it? I mean, he's been out the the plans for a long period of time. I think he took a while to win over a large section of the Celtic support. But now, obviously, through injury, he's he's got his jersey back. But you don't worry going into games. I've seen people saying, you know, Ralston, Taylor, Scales and Welsh, check out that defence. Listen, it's the best defence we can field right now, isn't it? Um, pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, I hadn't realised this was Ralston's 100th game. So, you know, congratulations, Tony. I'm sure you'll watch this back later on. Um, but well done. It's a, it's a massive achievement to make. We don't have very many academy graduates who come through and play 100 games. It doesn't matter if it's taken him seven years or whatever it is to get there. He's hung about the club and he's deserving of, of those games. He's improved on leaps and bounds in the last few seasons from being that kind of joke figure that, oh no, it's Ralston in the team. We'll play anyone else at right back other than him to now being a pretty steady and stable option there. Yeah, you don't have any concerns about him being there. He's solid defensively. He'll put in a shift going forward. He'll he'll look to get beyond the fullback and put a cross in as well. So there's uh, there's absolutely no kind of fears or worries about him being there. And then when you look at the rest of them, I was thinking this would probably be the back four. And there is that non kind of doubt in the back of your mind that you go, Welsh, Scales, Taylor and all that. It's because they're no sexy names. It's because they're no Maldinis. They're not technically gifted football players in that respect. But defensively, they're all pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And right now, that's all we need. We need a solid backline that can go out and do as a job. And uh, I would trust them to go and do it. I don't think Welsh has really let us down any time he's played. Scales has been our best centre-back for the season. And I would probably have a half-fit Greg Taylor over a fully-fit Alex Burnaby at left-back any day of the week. So it's not the worst defence that we've got. And the one thing that that defence has got is that hunger and fight and determination that we lacked in the game with Kilmarnock away from home and that we've kind of commented on that we lack in midfield and going forward. We get that at the back. So it should give us a, a fairly solid foundation, I think, for this game. See, when you look at it as well, Kev, I get what you mean there regarding uh, players that, that come in often from the academy, uh, you know, coming through the ranks, and it takes a while for them to... Uh, I mean, personally, when I see a young kid coming in, you want them to do brilliantly. You do. You want to see them succeeding at the club. There's nothing better than seeing that that Kieran Tierney kind of rise. But um, you, you do look at some of these players, and I, I guess my concern would be that um, and I'm not belittling any of the guys that are starting today, but when you look at that that defence, these are guys that have been there for a while. Brendan Rodgers, you know, this season, 11 players have come in, Kev, um, and you look across that back line, there isn't a new player in there, you know. So when Brendan Rodgers is, is looking at that squad and he's assessing the squad, he's thinking, these guys are no better than what I've got. You know, we've brought in Bernabe a couple of years back, 18 months ago or so, no better than the boy we already had. They've brought in a number of centre-halves, you know, uh, Lager, Belkin, Nobroski, no better than what we've got. That's my biggest concern, you know, because we've spent seven million quid on two guys in the summer. 
and we've got Liam Scales playing at his skin. You know, he was a 500 grand acquisition from Shamrock Rovers and you've got Stephen Welsh who came through the academy. These two guys are assessed as being better than the two £7.3 million players uh, that were brought in and that that's a concern because it's nothing to do with the guys starting. They're the best two players to start the game. But if we're buying guys in for that kind of lofty fee and they're not good enough to get a game, and we're in February, it's not like we're at the beginning of the season. I think that's the concern that I've got, and it's no one that I'm going to be able to shake off. You mentioned Tony Ralston there because you said, oh, he's played 100 games in seven years. I thought he's not been around that long. And I've just had a wee look. This is Tony Ralston's ninth season as a Celtic first team player, Kev. Ninth season, making his debut in 2015 16, albeit he made one appearance. He went on to make two, seven, five, four, and one. So in his first six seasons, he made one appearance, two, seven, five, four, and one. And at that point, if anybody was to say to you, Ralston's going to go on to make 100 appearances for this club, you'd have laughed him out the building. Um, but here he is, and it's very, very deserving. And I think at the end of a campaign, when it's been a successful one, you sometimes look back on moments and um, unsung heroes and all that kind of stuff. And I think that moment at Easter Road, when Tony Ralston wins a 70-30 ball, and we break and Kyogo wins the penalty. That could well be pivotal. And it's one of these moments that often goes under the radar, Kit. Yeah, absolutely. And he's got a couple of them in his locker already. You know, he's got the one at Ross County, mm-hmm. the 97th minute winner. You know, we, we don't score that. We don't win the league, pretty much. And yeah, like I, I watched that game against Hibs and I hadn't even clicked how we how that, that goal, goal came about or what was the kind of the pivotal moment that led to it and it was only later on somebody posted it on Twitter and I saw it and it's Ralston's tackling because he's got absolutely no right to win it. No. It's a still image and he's, he's nowhere near the ball. The Hibs player's pretty much on top of it but Ralston's in there and that's what I mean as well about having that commitment and the fight and desire. We've got that in the back line so I don't think they're going to give much away. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, some incredible stats about the, the limited game time that he got in his first few seasons. <laughs> it's, it's unreal. But there you go. He's only 25 as well. I know. I know. It's incredible, so, isn't it? Aye. You look at that and you go, that's actually, it's not that bad to have 100 games at a club like Celtic when you're 25. It's not that bad a record. And I think there's just, these days, there's far too much pressure on young boys to have X amount of games by the time they're 19, 20, 21. At a club like Celtic, where it's really difficult to blood your young players, it's maybe by the age of 23 and 25 that we should be looking at these guys becoming more kind of regular first-team players. And Ralston's, Ralston's doing that. And he's, you know, he might never become the number one right-back at the club. But for a number two right-back, there's none better. You know, when Ange came into the club, Kev, he had played 20 games for Celtic, Anthony Ralston. 20 games. And he's gone on. Um, you know, last season was a bit stop-start from with injuries, but he, he's a very, for me, he's a very good deputy at right-back. My ball comes in. Um, are you the cancelled tickets for a women's game? Yeah, the story broke this morning. It is down to policing costs. The women's game is family-orientated fans mix. It appears that some Bruce fans have been identified. I was reading this this morning, Kev. Um, and, you know, when it comes to intelligence within the police service, they label fans risk fans. And you start thinking, oh, Green Street ID, they're going to be trying to 
you know, get weapons into the ground and all this kind of stuff. You know, police intelligence is so, it, for me, it, it fails time and time again. You could be walking down the street um, back home, Kev, and you could be walking alongside someone who has been identified as having caused bother in the past. You get photographed, you get identified, you become part of a risk group, you know. And, and also, uh, the police stop groups of fans going to games who look as though they're dressing in casual attire. So because you're bouncing about with a Stone Island jacket on, before you know it, you've got your details taken, you're on an intelligence system, and you're being associated with risk fans. It, it looks to me like an absolute excuse to pull the tickets. And as the commenter said there, um, you know, it could well be down to the fact that, all right, all of a sudden there's a fan group maybe going to be coming to the game. We've not really budgeted for that. We don't want a budget for it. Let's just pull all the tickets from all all the fans. And it looks for to me to be a total cop-out. I'd love to see the intelligence report on what substantiated the decision to actually pull all the tickets from, you know, fans who, who go home and away to watch the women's team. We're constantly told, Kev, that we've got to back the women's team. And, it, you know, it's an up-and-coming game in, the, in this country. The club went professional a few seasons back. We've covered quite a few of the games on this channel. You know, the, the big push last season to get everybody into Celtic Park for the two big games under Fran. And then this happens. It's like Scottish football, in a nutshell, one step forward, 17 or 18 back, you know. And as I say, I bet you the intelligence is flimsy at best. I you can absolutely believe that. It's uh, and it is. It's it's like you say. It's kind of like guilty by association kind of thing. You know, you see, you're walking along the street next to somebody, you get clipped in the same photograph, so now you're on the watch list as well. Um, I mean, I don't know. With the women's game, it always seemed to be more of a, as you say, a family friendly, great day out kind of thing. I've been to a few women's games back home. I've been to a couple here. The atmosphere has always been friendly. Um, it doesn't matter who's playing. The fans do mix a lot more. Um, last season, like you said, we had the, the, the ultra fan groups in at the games. We had the, the green wall there. Everything was, was built up for the great atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Never a sign of trouble. I don't, and I don't see why it's going to kick off at this game in particular. I know it's Celtic and Rangers, but come on. Treat it then like it's a, a man's game. And up your policing detail if you have to. Pay for the cost. Get more police out there if you have feel like you have to do it. And make the venue safe. Mm -hmm. But get the fans in. And, and don't use this as any sort of an excuse. It is a cop-out to me, it feels like. Because I read the report in it as well. And they, was it the first thing the Rangers fan or the Rangers wanted to do? Was just take the tickets off Celtic fans. So basically they've wanted to try and get a game with home support only. Then Celtic have said no, so they go right. Well, no fans then. That's a cop out. It's an absolute cop out. When you say we're trying to progress the women's game in Scotland, and something like this happens, it's the big spectacle showpiece game. You put it on, you pay for the police, you make it the show that it should be. Yeah, hundred percent behind that. Um, Saint Mirren says Jean Paul II passed our midfield too much last week, bypassed rather for my liking, and uh, Juan Douglas. Iwata built like a middleweight. All the players comment on his gym work and strength. Yeah, there's a couple of really good videos, actually, in Japanese. Uh, my Japanese isn't as good as our friend Liam Carrigan's, but um, he's getting interviewed in the gym when he's over in, in Japan, and you should see the arms on this guy. The upper 
body strength is incredible. Um, and here we go. AGSC Tech Women's Ticket Cancellation is a part of Rangers' strategy to provoke anti-deliberately outrageous. Let's not fall for it. We can't allow them to disrupt and distract us. Let's ignore it. I would. I'd love to see the intelligence report because they've probably done a wee search on Facebook on a 16-year-old who has got um, a Stone Island jacket and a picture of somebody with a pyro and they've thought, oh, wait a minute, he's come to the game. You know, seriously, Kev, it, they, they really do get the knickers in a twist. And also, they've got to know the differentiation between an ultra and a hooligan. They're two different things, two completely different things. And if you can't, like you say, manage that in your own stadium, then look at yourself, look at your own security and look at your own policing um, and get the fans in the stadium if you want it to be a spectacle. Kevin, we're almost at that point of kickoff. I want a prediction from you. Ooh, right. Uh, I think it will be a Celtic win. Surprise, surprise. And I'm going to go 2 nothing. I think we'll do it today, 2-0. Two one. Something tells me three one. I think Kilmarnock will score. Um, you know, that was the one thing against St. Man I wasn't happy with. We're giving up, up too many set pieces and corners. And um, but for a good performance by Joe Hart and the woodwork we would have conceded last week, I reckon three one this this week. So let's go to the action. As always, we're going to be here at halftime. Come and join us at halftime. We'll be talking about the first forty-five. Thank you, every one of you, for getting involved in the chat. It's always an absolute pleasure to see who's joining us from all over the world. Is Ewan Boy Martin still on holiday? I never saw his name popping up there. If so, he's having a good time and working on that all year round tan, Ewan. Thanks for getting involved and thank you to Kevin McCluskey for joining me on A Celtic State of Mind. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.